Hi, welcome to the Culture Hacker Podcast. My name is Shane Green and I'm your host and we've got a great guest for you today. Um, we're going to be talking Shinola and all things about this awesome brand. I got Jack Panis here, the president of Shinola Online, uh, and this is going to be a great conversation. Uh, you may have heard about Shinola, you know, that it was initially known for its watches, but this lifestyle brand seems to be expanding into everything. We got bicycles, leather goods, journals, pet products, and even I'm hearing a rumor about a, a hotel coming online. So Jack, we're going to get into this, but what I think you're most known for and, and the story that we want to talk about today is obviously this awesome company culture. So uh, thanks for joining us today on Culture Hacker. Hey Shane, thanks for having us, man. It's a pleasure to be with you here. All right, so let's talk culture. Um, you know what? We, we talk about on Culture Hacker that culture is such a defining aspect of, of a brand. Why is taking care of your people at Shinola such a big deal? And why is it working so well for you guys? Well, look, Shane, I mean, I think, you know, here at Shinola, our mission is to create jobs in the United States, um, jobs that are uh, needed, jobs that are are taking care of people and, and, and giving people an opportunity, uh, especially here in a city um, uh, such as Detroit, where uh, jobs are, are a critical piece to the recovery of, of this town. And, you know, at Shinola, we are making very high-quality products, and you know, I, I talk about it often, the, the time and effort that goes into uh, making a watch or building a watch or, or making a leather strap or a leather good or a turntable here in Detroit or a bicycle here in Detroit. It's not just about the time and the effort, but it's really about the love and the care and the, the attention to detail that our team members put into each and every product that leaves our facility. And if we aren't creating a culture, a culture that fosters care, a culture that, that, that highlights people and, and allows people to, to grow and to be part of something bigger, to be creative, to work on making the world a more optimistic place, to be part of one, one group of people, uh, what kind of products would we end up with? if we don't allow for that here. And so here at Shinola, we work day in and day out to ensure that we are fostering, you know, that culture of one, that culture of, hey, we're humans. We might make mistakes, but we'll, we'll figure those mistakes out and, and course correct and get back on track as one. Um, you know, we, 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 we instill this in every person that's working for Shinola, whether it's in our, our operations in, in Hong Kong our operations in Amsterdam, our stores across the United States, and one in London, quite frankly, and, and in Toronto. Um, so it's, it's critical to, to how we operate and, and the finished product as well. Listen, I'm loving it. You're talking about love. You're, you're talking about good stuff here. So, you know, one of the things that I find fascinating about culture is that today it's no longer just an HR thing. And you talked about it's everyone's responsibility. How do you at Shinola get everyone involved in this? And, and maybe talk a little bit about, you know, you're president of this awesome company. What is your role in, in being able to create this great culture? You know, Shane, I mean, I, uh, the, 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 for me, it's about us from the top of the organization uh, being engaged. And when I say being engaged, that might sound very simple, but at the end of the day, it's not just being engaged through emails or through phone calls. It's about being 
involved with people, with their challenges, listening to them, hearing what they might be experiencing at home, what they might be experiencing outside of work, you know, what troubles are they having in life? How can we make their daily operations uh, inside Shinola and outside Shinola better? And so, you know, it's, it's, it's not just about me sitting behind a, 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 a desk uh, in a closed-off office. It's about me sitting and, and the leadership team and, and everyone here. It's about us sitting out on the floor together and working together in a very collaborative space that allows us to interact. It allows us to laugh. It allows us to cry. It allows us to share challenges. It allows us to really, really be tight. And, and work together in a way where, you know, we're on first-name basis around here. Um, we, we know challenges that people have outside of Shinola. We know challenges that we face here within the business. Um, and, and we're all working constantly on this mission of we are one. And we are one on a mission to create great manufacturing jobs and jobs in general here in the United States. You know, you know, you're hitting on something that's so powerful and you know, I can take this a couple of ways, but you know, the first thing that stands out to me is that, you know, listen, I'm talking to you, the president of the company, and this is vulnerability. You're already talking about love in your, in your opening sentences, you're crying, you're, you're laughing. You know what? That it just goes against everything that is old school about our economy, about companies and everything else. And, you know, Detroit was one of these great old school economies and obviously the great companies that came out of it. And yet here you are talking about this vulnerability as a leader. How important do you think this is today in this in this modern sort of society in which we live? And how is how are your people responding to that? Because that's powerful stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, look, Shannon, I agree with you. It is very powerful, but it's it's real, and it's 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 you know I can sit here and say it's real, but look, I would invite you and anyone out there to come and, and visit us and see this thing how powerful this really is and how real it is. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, one of our, our core values is that we are human. And we have that written down here at Shinola in a little journal book that every employee gets that has all of our core values included in it. Um, and we talk about that. We talk about we're human. And so when it comes to crying or sharing love or sharing challenges or uh, laughing or high-fiving in the hallway or, you know, giving knuckles or just a hug or listening, you know, lending an ear. I mean, it, 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 it man, it's, it's, it's just a very tight-knit group of people who all are on the common mission to, to do what we're doing here at Shinola. And again, I, I go back to we're human, right? And yep. if we as operators and business leaders, I think in general, don't take that in consideration um, as we as we lead teams of people and as we mentor people. Um, then what are we, and and how do we really move the needle from a culture point of view and get people to uh, to engage and to be part of? A, a, a bigger picture, something that's bigger than me, something that's bigger than, than all of us here. Um, how do we do that if, if, if we're not remembering that we're human and we treat one another in that way? 
Dude, I, I, this is good stuff. So I, you brought up a couple of things that I want to bring them together. It's like we talked about, you mentioned your company values and you talked about getting real. So many companies today, when it comes to their corporate values, it's a piece of paper on the wall. It's stuck up on the website. And you know what? In this transparent world, they're getting found out that their values aren't what they are. They don't live them every day. So, so how have you approached that? How important was it or do you think it is that you've really found these values and that you're living them every day and you're kind of using that as your rallying cry and bringing people into alignment around some really cool basic philosophies that seem to be doing pretty well for you? Uh, you know, Shane, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. It's about, I don't sit in a corner office and, and look out on a floor. I sit out on the floor with everybody. I walk around the place. I engage with people. I talk to people. Um, and I think that, look, at the end of the day, man, we're not perfect. No one's perfect, right? We, we, we might not do enough of it. We might not talk about it enough. But I can assure you that these little journal books that have all of our core values have been mailed to every employee's home here at Shinola. And the journal book came with a letter that would have been addressed to you, Shane. And the letter stated that, hey, this journal book is noted with our mission and our values. And we want you to understand the importance of this, and we're going to continue talking about this. And that's what we've done. We host meetings. Uh, we sit with groups from all different parts of the organization, whether it's the watchmaking team or the leather manufacturing team or our creative team or our e-commerce team or our bicycle manufacturing team. We sit with people and we have a discussion around these core values. Um, and and we, we work to maintain them and keep them at the top of everyone's mind, to keep them at the tip of everyone's tongue. Um, you know, we don't have posters hanging all over Shinola. Um, uh, for us, it's more about the actionable aspect of ensuring that our values are talked about and shared. And look, you know, I don't think that it's just about uh, the poster or talking or doing you know, those types of things that might be sort of the norm and, and just the, the motions. I think it's about walking up to somebody and saying, hey, how are you doing? How is your day going? What can we do to help you? How can we make your job better? Hey, we're grateful for you. We, we You know, it's like, how do we do those things, right, and put actions behind those words that are written on, on these journal books uh, that, that have our core values and our mission stated in them? This is good. This is good stuff. And again, a couple of great ideas. I love the book and the power of sending that home. I mean, that's that's an interesting idea because, you know, normally you, you get this at work and it's a workplace thing. But, you know, and just talking to you now, we, we, you're starting to see that, you know, Shinola is not just about what happens in the workplace, but you're transcending it into the home, which, let's face it, um, deals with a lot of stuff as a result of work. I think there's some really cool ideas. And uh, as we look at where the workplace of the future goes, you're onto something pretty powerful. So the, so the feedback from your staff must be fascinating. Yeah, it's been pretty uh, pretty incredible, and you know, I mean, you have people that bring the journal books back in, and they're decorated, and they have pictures of their their team members, and you know, signed by people, and they they customize them. I mean, it's really it's pretty wild. But you know, in that letter, man, that I mentioned, that's in every journal book that's addressed to you. It tells you why we wanted it to be delivered to your home. It's in your space, man. We want you to carry these journal journals around because they remind you of what we stand for. But most importantly, man, it's about 
taking action. You know, it's like if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it, and let's go do it to the best of our ability. That's cool. This is cool stuff. All right, let, let, let's kind of shift over. I want to talk uh, uh, Let's talk watches. You mentioned the watches, even though I know you're into a lot of other sort of products now. But I got to ask you, you, you decide to make watches in New York, uh, I mean in Detroit. Uh, you probably don't have a lot of master watchmakers there. So tell me a little bit about how, what's the training process look like to get people up to speed to build luxury products that quite honestly have an amazing degree of intricacy? Sure. You know, it, it's, it's, the training process is, uh, or starts with uh, an aptitude, dexterity, and visual test. Uh, because you're working in in some cases with microscopic beads of oil, for example, that are dropped down into the movements. Um, so you're you're working with these very small screws and gears and coils and plates. And, and to your point, it's it's a very intricate process. And so the beautiful thing is is that there are no Swiss people working in this operation. <laughs> uh, there there are no folks who have you know had. Uh, formal, formal training outside of the training they've received here at, at Shinola from a watchmaking point of view, apart from our watchmaker, Stefan, uh, who was trained in Europe um, many, many, many years ago. His story is a beautiful one um, and ended up here in Detroit and worked in a machine shop and always wanted to be a watch guy. And Shinola popped up in town and guess what? He got a yeah. job here. Um, and he's, you know, the one guy that was trained in Europe in watchmaking specifically. But, you know, in the beginning, we were trained by our Swiss partner, Rhonda, um, who, who sent in trainers uh, to work with our team and, and teach our team how to do what we are doing here today as Detroiters. Um, and so, you know, when we bring new folks in, and quite frankly, Shane, it's very rare that we actually bring new folks into to the movement and, and watchmaking operation. Um, but when we do, there's, you know, a, a rigorous training platform and, and, you know, we teach people multiple disciplines and how to do what we do at the level of quality in which we do it. This is cool. Now, I, I, we, let's keep going to the watches because one of the things that, that, that stood out, you put a lifetime guarantee behind those watches. What sort of, one, it's great from the customer's perspective, but when you did that, what was the reaction of your staff? What sort of impact did that have when all of a sudden these, these new watchmakers that you've created all of a sudden go, all right, that's on me? Yeah, sure. So that story is an interesting one because, you know, there was a, a group um, in, in the facility uh, on a tour, actually, with a gentleman called Tom Perez, who was the Secretary of Labor during the, during the Obama administration. And Tom was touring the facility, and during the tour he stopped by Tom's station. And, and Tom was an ex-pizza delivery guy here in Detroit. And, um, you know, the, the Secretary of, of Labor asked Tom his background, and he gave it to him. And so the funny thing was is that NPR broadcasted that story to the world. Mm -hmm. And we caught wind that the Swiss guys were mocking us and laughing at us. And, you know, hey, those guys over there are making watches and, and the, the people that work there don't have any background in watchmaking. And, you know, so we were getting a little bit of, of, of a backlash and, and the Swiss industry was kind of mocking us. And you know what? Because we believe in our people and we believe in our products that they're producing, uh, we went to bat. And um, we took out a lifetime or we, we communicated a lifetime guarantee um, to the consumers and to the world uh, because we believe in these people that are working with us every single day here at Shinola. 
You know, this is such a powerful, you know, I've often been stated that I think we're shifting from almost a customer economy to the employee economy because the focus has to be on the uh, the people there at work. And we see examples that when you get behind your people like that, they just, uh, they deliver. They're, they're this, this, they, they don't shy away from the challenge that you put out there. And you can go the opposite way that when companies throw their people under the bus or don't back them, I would say that the employees don't forget and they don't forgive. And what you've done is just another example of like, you know what, you believe in your people. And I got to say, so far, they seem to be backing you up pretty well. Yeah, man, look, they do. And, and it is because of you know, a number of different things from the environment here to the way we, we treat people and talk to people and, and engage with people and do all the things that I've mentioned to you. But Shane, look, we're, we're not perfect. And I want to be very, very clear about that. We have a lot to work on, um, and, but we're trying and we're trying to create, yes, a, a different type of culture. You know, a culture where if you look, and I hate using this term omni-channel, but if you look at an omni-channel diagram, you know, the customer is always at the center of the product and the in-store experience and how things are delivered to them and, you know, all of the different facets of Omnichannel. You always see these diagrams where the customer is in the middle and it's all about the customer. But think about it, man. If the customer is in the middle of all that, how are he or she going to get that perfect experience in a store? Or how are he or she going to get that watch delivered to them that has a lifetime guarantee on it that's perfect when it comes to them? How are he or she going to have that package delivered overnight that was shipped on the same day that they ordered it from our our distribution center? It's not going to happen unless we as an organization put our people in the middle of that experience and then ensure that our people have all of the tools, the training, and the necessary utensils to get the customer uh, to to treat and ensure the customer gets what he or she wants on time in a perfect, seamless fashion. So we are working here to to do exactly what you said, which is put the, the, the team members in the middle of of the experience here. And again, I'm going to tell you, every company needs to do it. All right. So we said we started with watches or you started with watches, but now, you know, you're, you're, you're branching out all over the place. You've got leather goods, journals, the bicycles, pet products, this hotel that, that you've coming on. So in the beginning, you start, you've got this culture. You're at the original site. I think you're building the College of Creative Services. You got your building set up. Again, it's control. Now, as you're starting to, to, to branch out into new spaces and places, talk about any of the challenges or anything that you've had to adjust to keep that original culture and feeling and alive and strong. Well, I mean, it's, it's about maintaining the, the integrity of the culture and the integrity of our products, the integrity of our story, and ensuring that we continue to remain consistent and 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 open and real uh, and i hate saying that but you know it is about being real um and and you know for for us as a leadership team and as an organization um we have to remain steadfast and focused on the mission that we set forth whether it was in watches in the beginning or in headphones today uh you know we're producing headphones here in detroit now and we have an incredible team of guys and gals who have migrated from different facets of the organization to move into new roles um, and, and, and take on new challenges. And that 
is part of the culture here. It's not about going out and hiring elsewhere. It's about elevating people, giving people new opportunities, exposing people to new challenges and ways of thinking and doing things. And, you know, when you give people opportunity and power and empower them and uh, uh, share with them uh, a, a, a level of trust, you put trust in them, it's, it's amazing how they rise to the occasion. And, I mean, Shane, I, I, I tell people this all the time. I work with the greatest team of people on the planet, 650 human beings who are on one common mission. And it's, it's powerful, man. It's and, and amazing again, to be part of. And again, common mission, purpose, these words keep coming out of your mouth. It just goes, this is the stuff that people will you know, run through walls for these days. This is the thing that we see missing in many organizations. It's like, can they articulate what they're here to do? And it sounds like that that's a big part of your success so far. Very, very cool. You talked about promoting or, or pushing people around from within. So let me ask you, promoting within, you know, what do you look for in that person on the front line? You talked about a pizza delivery guy before. What, what qualities do you look for as you're starting to expand now that, that makes someone become that supervisor, that manager, that person that's now going to inspire others? Is there some things that you, you look for specifically that kind of gives you that insight that this, this person is going to be able to do that even though they've got absolutely no experience in a managerial supervisor role? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. do they believe in themselves and are they aligned with who we are and what we are on a mission to accomplish here in the United States? And, you know, that's hard to, to really suss out in an interview of 30 minutes or an hour or an hour and a half or even a couple of interviews. But look, we, 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 we believe in people. We believe in, 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 in giving people opportunity. I personally, Shane, I don't want to talk about my story, but I, I, I've been given an opportunity. Um, and, you know, I've, I've never done this. We've never done this here at Shinola. And so who are we to say that you, Shane, can't come in here and learn how to build a watch? I guarantee you can. And, you know, we're going to give you every opportunity to do it. So it's not always that easy to bring people in and say, oh, they're perfect and they're going to fit and they're going to be here forever. But I can assure you, because of our team and HR and our, 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 our leadership teams here at all levels, um, we are, we, we've done a pretty good job of finding people that fit within the culture, fit within the organization, and will be here for the long haul. They're very cool. Now, now, this, as you said, this is not a perfect system nor, nor, nor a perfect organization. So how do you handle it when someone doesn't quite fit? You know, how, how, what do you do when it suddenly becomes real that, hey, maybe we, we, we allowed one through in the interview process or we, we, got, we got someone that just isn't who we are? Is, the, is there accountability in Shinola? Sure. Of course there is, man. You know, and, and, and we have those very frank and sometimes hard conversations with folks about, hey, what do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to be? If this place isn't right for you, how can we help you get to where you want to be? It's not just about Shinola, Shane. It's about the people. It's about the people here. And how do we make them successful and empower them and help see them through to their next adventure if this is not the right one for them? I love it. You know, just having sometimes having tough conversations and maybe making that tough decision. That's about as, as human and as real as you can get. And uh, again, I'm always amazed when sometimes uh, converse, uh, departments or managers forget about that. You know, sometimes you're doing someone the biggest favor of their life. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's that frank conversation. And look, man, it's that conversation that might be uncomfortable at times. But 
you got to have it, and you got to realize again that we're human, and you know we might not be perfect at recruiting and bringing people in, and people might think that it's the right thing for them, and they might not end up being happy here. If you're not happy here, we want to help you find a place where you're going to get happy. Cool, Lo- love the philosophy. Uh, kind of taking a little step to the sideways, and again, you know, sometimes we get asked this question a lot. You know, you had your original sort of uh, you know business where the watches in the College of Creative Studies. Um, you know, you're with in the building there has there been any sort of positive impact or any sort of uh, element of sort of having kind of like a partnership or an alignment with a school um, that that's been allowed that you've seen has been a real positive for the business and brand yeah sure I mean number one it's the only instance in the world that we know of where a watch and leather and audio manufacturing audio manufacturing operations live within an institution for higher education Um, This school produces some of the top talent in the world uh, from a design point of view, industrial design point of view, graphic design point of view, 3D, etc. And so, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to pull from that talent pool. We actually employ uh, around 12 alumni from the school. But I think, you know, and, and I don't understand the impact of this yet, Shane. We're trying to understand it right now through an impact study. But you know, parents are dropping their children off. There's also a Henry Ford Academy in this building, which starts at the sixth grade and goes to the 12th grade. So parents that work at Shinola are dropping their kids off at school downstairs. They're picking their kids up at school in the afternoon. Their kids are going from sixth to 12th grade in the building. And then they have the opportunity to go from freshman in college to getting a four-year degree here in the building. And from there, they can go to work at Shinola and never leave the building. What does that imply? What does that look like from a sustainability point of view when you think about labor as a sustainable element of society and how do we create that? Um, so I don't, I, don't, I, I don't pretend to understand the exact impact that this ecosystem here within the College for Creative Studies has or is having on people but there is something to it, and we're trying to understand it now. Listen, you got to come back when you get that answer because that, that's a fascinating one. And again, I think as more companies start to look, where, 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 how do I get good people? How do I get the right people? That alignment even just with a, a college or some sort of higher education I think is invaluable. But you're taking it like I would say 23 steps you know, further that – what would be fascinating is, you know, if culture is about this this impact of attitude and mindset, how does it feel to know that, you know, you drop your kid off at school and they, they feel safe and then you pick them up and take them home? Uh, and, and again, let's face it, there's so many people out there that, you know, whether it's, you know, we, we, we spend eight hours at work and then there's a two-hour commute one way, two-hour commute the other way, that's, get, that, that's separated from our families. And you know what? Work, life, balance and all that stuff, whatever you want to call it, your family, your friends, that, that life outside of work is a big part of these future generations' considerations about where they go to work. So you get that study, find that information because that is invaluable and would be a big, big part or that, that could guide not only what you're doing but I think other companies in the future. This is cool stuff. Sure, will do. I'll be sure to keep you in, in the loop on that one. All right, so let, let's kind of think about, you know, you, 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 you have the startup, you know, it was 2010, I think you came out. You, things are going really, really well. Um, you know what? We, we have all sorts of sort of listeners and that that check out the podcast. So let, let's kind of break it into two parts. 
What advice do you have in the startup element as you're coming out, you're, you're, you've got the product and you're starting to come out. When do you sort of get that culture in place and how quickly, you know, do you have it? So advice for the startup, those executives, and, and then kind of shift it now into, you know what, you're the success, successful company, you're growing, things are great. What advice now do you have for yourself as uh, you look at this now, what, seven years later, um, that, that really will ensure that you keep this culture going? So start, give us the startup. Take us back 10 years. What are some of the things that you think you did really well or maybe not so well that really kicked this culture emphasis off? Yeah, I, look, number one, it's been about five years. Um, and, you know, there were four people, five people, six people, 10 people, 30 people, 40, 100 to 650 people today um, here at Shinola. And so, you know, one of the things we said from the, from the start, man, and, and this is going to sound very simple, but it's very real, uh, again, is, is if we're not having fun, we're not doing this. Um, and, and, you know, there's an element of, of fun that has always been here. There's an element of, hey, uh, you know, we just made a watch and, and, and let's give each other a fist pump and a high five and let's make another one, you know, kind of, kind of mentality and attitude around here. And that's just something we've stuck to and, and you know, stayed very true to. I think, you know, there's always things that we could have done better in the beginning. Um, you know, communication, Shane, communicating with people is challenging. Ensuring that everyone understands uh, what is going on in, in terms of what they need to understand what's going on is hard. And sometimes people feel left out and they don't feel like they know everything and they don't understand everything. And so, you know, we, we, at times I, I question our uh, communication to the entire organization. And, you know, I work, we work to, to communicate effectively and, and regularly with the teams um, so that they feel tied in and, and, and not lost or, or uncertain about anything. Um, and then, you know, I think also, Shane, and this remains true today, um, approachability for me is a key element to culture and to leadership. Um, I'm approached all the time with all sorts of different challenges and questions and, you know, facets of life that, you know, are taking place here within Shinola or outside of Shinola, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, I think the, the team here has really, you know, taken – ownership of that element of approachability and we we don't sit in 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 offices we don't sit in cubes and aren't um you know approachable and and we don't sit in in areas that you're you're distant from one another we sit in very warm areas where you can be approached and collaborate and communicate and share and and do all the things that i mentioned earlier so you know, I think for me, it's it's really about approachability as as we think through how to lead and and mentor and and drive teams. Listen, everybody, Jack Panis again, president of Shinola. Not only a great company, but just some great insights and advice, uh, Jacques. Today, listen, man, thank you so much for uh, you know coming along and sharing this. This is uh, the secret sauce to uh, one of the most exciting brands out there today. So, thank you so much for sharing that with our, all our listeners. My pleasure, Shane. I hope you stay well, man, and stay in touch and, 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 
If you're ever uh, uh, in the neck of the woods, um, let's be sure to get a hang session in. No, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come and see you. And listen, if you didn't hear, Jacques said, if you are in Detroit, go and check out what's happening at Shinola. Go see it in action. This is fantastic stuff. My name is Shane Green. I am the Culture Hacker. Please, if you like what we talked about today, check out my new book. It's out there, Culture Hacker. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Of course, check me out. Come and connect with me, Shane, at ShaneGreen.com. If you want to be on the podcast or you just want to drop us a line and tell us what you think, please, please do so. We'll absolutely love to hear from you. We look forward to seeing you uh, next time around. Thanks for joining the Culture Hacker Podcast. Cheers.